Before I get into today's uh, message, if I haven't uh, met some of you guys here or online, my name is David and I have the privilege to be serving uh, this church with my wife and children. They don't have a choice, but they're serving with us uh, and it's awesome to be with you here this morning. Um, Earlier during the time of worship, we've heard um, Zelda in her testimony of seeing God's goodness and declaring his name over something that could potentially be something that we should just accept, because that's just what happens. If you have a headache, take a pill. And then Shez was, was sharing with us her challenge of the normal thing, in the normal circumstances, we just settle. We're like, I'm going through a tough thing in my head, in my heart, and I could sit and say, woe is me, the whole time. Over the past few days, I know some of the young guys that I hung out with, you probably have noticed that, and in life group, I was sitting, uh, I was doing something that one of my friends doesn't really appreciate, but it was in my house. I put my foot on the table the whole time, because it was quite swollen, and I was in a lot of pain. Um, I went a few days ago to the physio, and the physio said to me, you actually are not struggling with your ankle, but your lower back is causing your ankle to be swollen like that. And I was like, cool, how many more sessions do we need to come? Um, I had one of my friends in the office pray with me, and, and I kept trusting God, and I really felt on Wednesday night that I should go to someone and ask them to pray with me, because I should just trust God for this. Yesterday, we went for a walk in the park, and then a whole bunch of uh, our friends were playing Ultimate Frisbee, and I hadn't played Ultimate Frisbee in a very long time, and if you know me well enough, you know that I don't just get excited about sports. So Andrea gave me the look, you're going to destroy your leg, and I was like, I just can't, I need to, to be there. And I went and played with them, and I got home, and my back was very sore. Woke up this morning, my back is still very sore, and I was sitting in the lounge at the back there, just praying again for this morning, and I felt as Henny came and was chatting to me, and I felt like I actually should ask him to pray with me. And uh, he prayed with me, and I don't feel any pain in my back, <laughs> because I know, and I'm even like the whole time during worship, I'm like trying to check my ankles, I'm trying to see what God is doing with me, and I genuinely don't have any pain in my back, and I feel not surprised, but I feel so privileged to be serving a God that who he is to us. And I want to encourage you. Today, I don't think you're going to leave. I actually don't believe you're going to leave this place with a depression, with the struggle that you're with, with whatever that's on your heart, on your mind, the conflict that you have with your family. Whatever you're going through right now. It's not bigger than God. And I'm not exaggerating and I'm not giving you fake hopes. I'm telling you that God is bigger than that. And you are going to leave this place free. So if you have doubt, like I did over the past week, and I used to need to go see what everything else could do to help me, and maybe God used this physio to tell me actually what the issue is, and I knew what to pray for and asked my friend to pray for. But you know what I didn't know is that God spoke to that same person and told them, on Wednesday night, you should go up and ask if someone is struggling with their lower back pain. And I was like, this is just crazy. <laughs> God is alive. God is doing incredible things. Last week, we've heard, we've been going through the book of Acts. And we heard that two people tried in their hearts to still serve their own 
intentions in being in a relationship with Jesus went to the apostles and lied about something, and they both were struck dead. And if you were here last week or you heard the message online, you would have remembered Greg challenging us with saying, we're going to stand up and pray, but let's hope that none of us get struck dead. (laughs) We're going to get up and pray today, and I don't just hope, I know God is going to do something in your heart today, whether it be physical, because our God is not just a God of our spiritual life. God is my God of everything in me, my past, my present, my future, my physical, my soul, my spirit, my mind. He knows it all. If you can turn with me to Acts 5, and I'm going to read from verse 12 to 16. Today we are speaking about how God showed himself to the church and still shows himself to the church until today. I believe that we are still making the book of Acts take its course. If the book of Acts is still being written, I know that God would have mentioned what's happening with us here and his church in the world. So in verse 12 it says, Now many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hands of the apostles, and they were all in Solomon's portico. None of the rest dared to join them, but the people held them in high esteem. And more than ever, believers were added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they even carried out the sick onto the streets and laid them on cots and mats, that as Peter came by, that at least his shadow might fall on some of them. The people also gathered from around towns, from from around the towns around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those afflicted with unclean spirits, and they were all healed. That is insane. Let it sink in for a moment. This is what happened. We saw what God did, and I know and I pray that he still does it again and again and again in my heart, in your heart, in in his church's name, that our testimony and our reputation would be God is at work in our hearts and in our lives. And we see signs and wonders happen through him as we are obedient to what his word says to us. If I was in that church, in that community... To be very honest with you, I might have been like last week, two people died. I don't know what's going to happen this week. I don't know if I should get up on a Sunday morning or if I should just hide behind my screen at home and say, maybe God is not going to notice me and maybe my turn is not going to be there. But these people got together, excited about what God is doing, having confidence in who God is because God is just, God is amazing, God is good regardless of what happens. And we've learned from last week that I can't be in God's community and call myself a Christ follower and still want to do my thing. I can't be in it for me. I got saved and thank you, Jesus, that that was for me. But from there after, I'm not just going to stand there and wonder what's going to happen to serve me for the rest of my Christianity. But I'm going to live the rest of my life knowing that God uses me, God works through me, 
and I get to witness and be used in his kingdom for whatever he wants me to do. If we look at the, the, the first verse in the portion that I read in, in verse 12, it says, many signs and wonders were done regularly by the hands of the apostles, by the church. God used his people to see signs and wonders happen in their lives. And you know, a sign and wonder could be someone standing up from the wheelchair today, but a sign and wonder could be that God takes you out of the pit of feeling sorry for yourself to say you have victory in me. That's a sign and wonder, guys. Actually, what happened with those two testimonies this morning, it's a miracle. The world tells me, just be so upset about what's happening and maybe pack your bags and, and run away from South Africa. So many people tell my wife and I, are you guys crazy that you believe God has called you to be here? And I'm like, no, I'm a Christian. And if the world calls it crazy, let them call me crazy. It doesn't matter. If they call me insane, if they tell me, I have some of our family that when the things were happening a few weeks ago, they were like, I think it's time now. And I believe that God called me to be here. Not because I'm crazy and not because I don't care about my family. I believe it. So I'm going to live in it. My wife and I are on a work permit here and it's going to expire in exactly just under two months from now. And everyone tells us, no, the delay in home affairs and all of that, it's not going to come through. We believe that it's going to come through the proper way. I'm not going to go around the desk. I'm not going to do anything to make it happen. But I know that God is sovereign and God is big and God is going to make it happen. And then it says, it doesn't say that some of them were gathered. So it's not like today I'm seeing our venue is, is like people full of life. And I'm excited about that. And I'm excited even more that after last week's message, you get to still come back and say, I'm going to serve this Jesus. And today, we get to witness what happened with the early church, that all of them got together. The people that believed in Jesus, they all got together, and they were meeting together in God's name. Now, often, when big things happen like that, I do remember when, uh, when I first came to Cornerstone, and we heard someone preach about healing, yes, the questions that I had, and the, the doubt that I had, and I'm like, but this, but this, but this, but that... And I can argue this thing and that thing, but when God's Holy Spirit is at work in our lives, we get to choose. Either I get to um, fight it or argue it or try to reason, with, uh, reason it in my heart and in my mind, or I get to be, just get on with it, get on with what the Holy Spirit is doing. Never mind what my mind is telling me and what my past is telling me and how I grew up back home and people, we used to sit with a book and sit on our, on our bums in the church and this is how we worship. But I get to be here and I'm doing crazy things and I'm jumping up and down. When I go back to Egypt, I'm like, ah, I can't, I can't. I need to stand. And everyone around me looks and they're like, this is the, this crazy guy that's standing in the middle of church and doing that. But it's not about that physical aspect of it. All I'm saying here is that people chose to overlook every other difference. And they got together in unity with what God was doing. And we as a church, we can let the one or two things that, that you and I might get bothered with or, um, or you get offended with something and they greeted me or they looked at me but they didn't say hello. And I know all of these things. They happen to me. I'm a human being as well. But I can choose to let these things distract me from the kingdom or say, 
It's okay. Just believe the best. Love believes the best, hopes the best in everyone else. And if I want to live the fruit of the Holy Spirit in my heart, I just let these things go and say, just get on with it. He did it for a thousand times. It doesn't matter. Forgive them and carry on. Why? Because God's call for you and me to be one body. Not a few, and not a few bodies in one building. God called us to be one. Social distancing is not going to make me take a break from people and say, it's fine, I can now have my own little thing here. But actually, I today get to love each and every one that God puts in his community and fight for that because God called you and I to be one in him. And then it says, more than ever, oh, before, before that, sorry, it says, the early church were held in high esteem. This was in a time during persecution, and a lot of people didn't like what was happening with the Christians. But the church was held in high esteem. Why? Because there was fruit and testimony out of their togetherness. And then it says, more than ever, believers were added to the Lord. Not just a few but multitudes. Imagine that next week we get double the people that are here and we say it's fine that we don't have a tent outside and it's not about the numbers, but it's about the power of the Holy Spirit at work and we say, God, do your work in our hearts. It doesn't make sense that those three incredible people got baptized this morning and you look at some of them and you're like, where were you your whole life? God was at work in their hearts and they get to surrender to him today and say, God, I get to celebrate you and I know that my eternity is way bigger than what my past held against me. In verse 14 it says, and more than ever believers were added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they even carried out the sick on the streets and laid them on cots and mats, that as Peter came by, that at least his shadow might fall on some of them. And I took that to heart, and I know that me coming to a place and being surprised by what God does in your heart and my heart is something, but I can't live on that. I need to come with expectations. I need to come knowing that God, I just need to open up my mouth and sing during the time of worship or say hello to the, right, to, to the people around me and have the right attitude in my heart. Whatever it is you're calling me to do in our togetherness, and even more so, not in our togetherness, in our everyday life. If I have that expectation, watch, watch the space around you. Watch that God is not just going to use your words, but God is going to use your existence to get people saved. God is going to use your testimony in the way that you live your life, in the way that I live my life, the way that I love, the way that I open my home, the way that I do everything out of what the Holy Spirit leads me and do it because God has called you and I to do it, and then we get to see the fruit of that. Many times we look at what's going on around us and we think that that little thing could possibly be a bit bigger than God. 
And what if now God forgot about me after all these years that I served him? But this thing, that person that I can't forgive, that relationship that's really bothering me, the time that I spent on my own and I realized that I'm so frickle and I, can, I can't take myself out of that place of, of loneliness or depression or, or being upset about life or the, or the country around me. If I ever thought that God was too small, today I'm telling you, as we pray together, I have faith that God is going to blow your mind, hopefully not physically, but blow your mind with how big he is. Peter at the time was used as an instrument to show God's glory. Peter was not him, was not it. You and I are not it. Is this good news or bad news? I think it's such good news because, yo, if I was it, we're in big trouble. <laughs> but you and I, as Christ followers, we get to reflect God's glory on this earth. We get to show who Jesus is. How? By being instruments that get used by him the way he wants. So if God tells me, hold the staff and walk in the sea and it will split in half, I will, I'll do it. If God tells me, go and speak life over people, I'll do it. If God tells me, you need to pray over people, even if you have bad experiences in the past, pray over people and see them set free. If God tells you to love, oh, but not that person, please, Jesus. I will choose to love. How? It's a miracle, guys. The work of the Holy Spirit in you and me is a miracle that out of that we get to see God's goodness being worked through you and me. It's not a normal thing. You, I don't just wake up in the morning and feel like, yo, my love cup today is so big that I need to go out on the street and like love on people. Or that the money that I have is burning a hole in my pocket, let me just give it away. Oh, 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 whatever it is that you want to think about. But I get to do it because a miracle takes place in our hearts. We get to believe in Jesus that you and I physically haven't seen, but we get to see the evidence of who he is in everything around us. And without faith, you and I will not ever be able to please him. At the time, the Christians all over the place in, in Jerusalem were, were almost like 10% of the population. I come from a country that we're almost around that kind of percentage. And, and if we look at that, I even remember I, whenever I introduce myself to people, I'm like, yes, I'm a Christian who grew up in Egypt and I come from uh, like a Protestant church which... Some, I went to an evangelical church and then a Baptist church and then back to an evangelical church and then I kept like moving churches. It grew me a lot. And um, God worked in my heart to find where, who I am in him. But I stopped introducing myself to tell people I'm actually part of the minority of the minority. Because in Egypt, being a Protestant Christian um, who is not either Catholic or Orthodox or whatever, I'm just looking at stats here, is literally the 10% of the 10%. And Egypt is 100 million people. So you can just imagine 
how much that is intimidating. And I was supporting the minority of the soccer team as well, so that didn't really work on my way. I only did it because my dad forced us to, because we used to get sweets when, um, when, when they win. So I needed to support him so that we get the sweets. But I know and I saw how loud God's voice had been in every single thing we've done in Egypt. We've seen God work miracles with people. I know visiting a church and they had a room that was piled up to the top with wheelchairs and and crutches and walking sticks of people that arrived there, believers and non-believers and people on the street and people everywhere. They've just seen God's goodness in the working out of the Holy Spirit in that aspect. That's never mind. I don't know if we can like make little icons to to express all the other stuff that's going on in our hearts. These were people that were healed physically and were able to walk out. I wonder how many hundreds of thousands of people have seen God's goodness in that place and in so many other places. So now if I want to put this together in a few few things that we can remember for this morning. The church was known as people of power. I want to be known as a Christ follower who operates in power. Why? Because I reflect Jesus. They were people of unity. I want my testimony to be that I'm walking around thinking the best speaking the best, doing the best with everyone else around me. Why? Because I see the mandate that you and I are called to. I don't see the, the differences. We all have differences. And if you're striving to, to try to live with the differences, good luck. But if you want to see the work of the Holy Spirit, watch the space around you with how you're going to end up living in unity with people who are so different to you. The third thing is that these people had a good reputation in the community. They were able to reflect God's goodness to people around them in every single aspect. People around them held them in high esteem. I remember many times when a lot of my friends growing up and even during the time here, people who do not want to have anything to do with God, but in those times they said, please come and pray with us and we see God's goodness do something. I remember at Varsity, most of the time, our family, uh, the families of the people that I was friends with will call and say, is David going to be in that gathering? And they were non-Christians. And if the answer was yes, okay, great, my daughter can go. Okay, great, my son can go. Because they, they knew at the time, I was so convicted that I can't live like everyone else around me. And I was that guy that they knew, like, oh, okay, maybe let's just not speak in front of him him about this thing or this thing or that thing because he's not going to keep quiet. I'm still learning in this. I'm still growing in this. And I sometimes find myself not doing that. And I come back to Jesus' feet and say, God, help me to, to reflect you and be a good testimony for what your name is, who your name is to us as people on this earth. And the last thing is that they grew rapidly in numbers as multitudes of both men and women became believers. 
Man, I'm, I'm excited to know and to know that one of the words that God has given us as a church is that we're going to see stadiums full of people. We're going to see prophecies take place in, in our lives. And I hope you guys don't get tired of hearing these prophecies and testimonies over and over and over because they are real. I don't get tired of reading the Bible and I'm not ever going to get tired of God's promises to me. And if God says it, I will believe it. Because without faith, I'm not going to be able to please him. So my job today is to say, God, I'm ready to believe whatever it is. Even if my mind says it's crazy, even if my mind last week told me you're crazy to believe that such a little thing in your back will get healed, it's fine, I'll believe it because you said so. If I can ask you if you are home or if you're in the venue with us, can I ask you to stand with me? And I want to pray with us. But I have specific people on my heart this morning that I know God is going to do something in your heart. But my challenge for you, if you think it's crazy, but if God is saying it, do it. If you feel like there's a nudge in your heart this morning that something is going to take place, God is going to work in your heart. If I can ask the band, if you guys can come and join me. And I'm going to share with you a few people that God has laid on my heart for this morning. But my bigger challenge for you is that even if you don't fit in those few people, these are not the only people God wants to work in their hearts, but these are some of the people that it's almost like God is going to make a donkey speak for you to actually hear him. I'm the donkey, and I'm going to speak. The first thing I want to pray for is people that have battled over the past period of time with feeling that poverty might win against God, that your depression is bigger than him, whether it, whether it be a depression or any other mental illness, the conflict that you're having with people, whether it be family or things that you've just accepted about your relationship with your spouse or, or people around you. Maybe this past time has shown you that you're very lonely or your doubt and unbelief has overtaken what's going on in your heart. And if that is any of you here, if I can ask everyone, if you guys can close your eyes, we do this as we focus our hearts and our minds on him and also to give freedom to other people to respond and if that is you any of those people that I mentioned will you respond to him by lifting both your arms and I'm going to pray over you you are not leaving the same this morning and I believe it with all my heart 